You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Fischera. And uh, in studio, we have Alicia Hush. Hi. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Alicia. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, we So we just met at a comedy show at the Yonkers Comedy... At a not comedy show. At, yeah. a, at a canceled show. At a canceled show. So oh, we man. were shooting the shit at the, uh, at the club. And I said, hey, you know, if you ever want to come on the podcast and... This happened real fast. I, I think it's just happened yeah. like a, it was like a week and a half <laughs> yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there's a long turnaround between talking to guests about the, sh- the show, and sometimes it's like let's just do this right away. Yeah, I think I like to think it was my superior choice of movie. Oh, it wa- so yes, you you picked <laughs> a movie. That was I was excited. I was very excited to do this movie, um, Empire Strikes Back. Hell yeah! Um, this is a movie that is huge for me, and this was the f- I rewatched it for the first time in probably. I don't even know, maybe 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah, easily. So, you, I mean, I think you right away went to this movie, right? It was I don't remember what the conversation exactly. Yeah, the- you reached out and you were like, I do you know, a podcast about 80s action films. Do you have any favorites? And I was like, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and listed, I think, a third one. And you were like, Star Wars for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, we did Raiders of the Lost Ark already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Empire, uh, this is a huge one. So I'm curious uh, your, your take on this movie, why this movie is... Yeah, for you. I've always, you know, I've always, I've always loved fantasy movies. Um, I love. I think a lot of it stemmed from my dad. Always loved Star Wars. And do you, um, do you remember when Star Wars? Uh, I don't know what movie company it was, but they actually brought back the original episodes and started showing them again in theaters. It might have actually just Are you been talking about, theater. Oh, so like four, five, and six? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I don't know re- the company. They re-released that. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been doing theatrical well, there was a time. There was, yeah. a, there was was a it time. Disney? Was it because Disney owns Star Wars now? It's very possible. It's possible. Well, that's recent. There was a time, I, I think when the prequels came out. Right. Because George Lucas like added stuff. Yeah. To the original three, and it's like George Lucas, you're the worst. Like he's like he's like the, it, yeah, he's like, kind of universally hated. Well, right? it's it's so funny that you can create something that people love, and then people hate you simultaneously for your creation. Well, you they just I mean? yeah. yeah, I guess they don't like what he. Did I think to it. The, I think yeah. the equivalent of that is is um is Game of Thrones, which I don't watch, but I know the whole Game of Thrones story where like people like are angry at the guy who created Game of Thrones right. for not fulfilling their every fantasy. They're not really angry at the guy who created it. They're angry at the writers who adapted it to TV. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. I think they're angry at him for not finishing the novel. They're more so, angry at the guys who wrote yes. it because they rushed the ending to go film actually a Star Wars movie or something. They're oh, is working, that right? They're working, which it, seems fair. Yeah, they're they're making <laughs> a fuckload of money to do the next Star yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah. and so everyone feels like they rushed the last season. Uh, because they should have just waited for George R. R. Martin to finish his yeah. book or whatever. It's a whole convoluted mess. But the, I just want to say because I'm, I'm not even a Game of Thrones person, but George R. R. Martin, basically everything he's written is universally loved. Yeah, and everything that these guys have done w- was loved until they kind of went off book and didn't have any any source material to go off. Of. This is so not true, of George Lucas, because George yeah. Lucas. <laughs> I mean, he he stopped directing movies after yeah. the first Star Wars, which is so interesting to me that he didn't. Like direct or write the other Star Wars movies, but he, you know, but obviously it's he controlled every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had this movie on VHS when I was a kid. Watched it 
probably 200 times before I ever saw the original Star Wars. So I didn't like going back and seeing the first Star Wars film after this one is so interesting because it's like, oh, oh, like Ben Kenobi was not a ghost at one yeah. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, I my VHS copy. Uh, you know, remember like when you might be too young for this, but we had There's tapes. There's a VHS right, yeah. right there. <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's uh, Diego's copy. By the way, Diego, if, if you're listening, I know you're, he is listening. We still have your copy of Beetlejuice, and uh, yeah, it's safe with us. He brought but it to show it, us dude. when we did that episode, and then he forgot the tape. He's here. the guy who did yeah. our artwork. It's beautiful. Shouts yeah. out, Diego. We love you. Um, so but wait, I'll, how old are you? Because Peter's old, and so we're trying to figure. Okay, out. I'm yeah. 30. Okay, my no, you're so you're like more at my age. Like I'm 27, you're 30. Peter's. 40 Just so so when so you were alive when this came out i'm assuming uh i was a i was an infant Your bambino uh, i was one years old but my friend david ruvolo had it and ah. he taped he also had the double mm-hmm. vhs so you can record tapes Ooh, boy, david so he taped it for me but the back then like vhs tapes only had so much like length on them yeah so my vhs copy of empire cut out as han solo comes out of the carbonite Wait. So to me, the movie ends Are there. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. So strange. They didn't have a second because, like, my old version of Titanic is two V eight VH. Whatever. What are, so what are they called? What are VHS tapes. tapes. <laughs> you can say tapes oh, or VHS on. or cassettes. <laughs> tapes, um, dude. <laughs> two of them. Yeah. So they didn't give you like the second part. No, of No, the... we're just like that's what we're doing. I forget. I mean, Did we you were know? kids. Did Could you, you know buy that... it? I didn't, my parents weren't going to give me money. For right, right. You, he, you have immigrant parents. Yeah, everything. they didn't. It was. A, it was. A, it was enough that we had a VCR. My question is: You're Did right. anyone tell you that wasn't the real ending? Because we didn't have the internet back then. You couldn't just like look it. I up. don't remember exactly how this played out, but it's very. This is a very interesting thing to me because uh, do you guys know the writer Chuck Klosterman? Mm-mm. He's no. like a pop culture writer. He wrote a book called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, which I, oh, is, no. I, which I oh, highly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend that book. He he's the kind of guy like he sort of started the. Um, like in in that that book kind of became famous because he had this whole essay about the TV show Saved by the Bell and like what it meant to people from like my generation and it, so he kind of started the like taking pop culture super serious and yeah. analyzing it in a super serious way. So he did like essays about Billy Joel and all that sort of stuff. So I remember going to see him give a talk um, at the at a Barnes and Noble here in the city. Even before I lived in the city, I came in from Jersey. Oh wow! And he was and it was interesting because he was talking about shared cultural experience about how we all. We all have kind of memories mm-hmm. of this stuff, but it's really it's it's that stuff that other people created, but we share these memories of these cultural experiences. And so I raised my hand and I said, "Well, um, I understand this idea of having shared cultural experiences, but my copy of Empire Strikes Back cut out right after Han Solo came out of the carbonite." And he goes, "Oh my god!" He goes, "That's fascinating." He <laughs> goes, "So you had a different experience right. than everybody else had?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "He goes, I don't even know what to make of that." He goes, "But that's fascinating." It <laughs> is. Yeah. I, I agree with him. Sorry, it's, go on. It's crazy because it's almost like you wouldn't even be that confused when you saw Episode Six because they have that whole like intro with yeah. all the quote unquote words and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're like, "Oh, well, I know. I mean, I missed some stuff, which you were unaware that you were missing stuff, yeah. but." you're still caught up by the time episode six starts because they tell you everything you need to know going into that Which movie. Which is good. I mean, because this also too, like it's, it's a, a bit handholding. But it's a, I, I, it's a, I, I, yeah. serial. They all, they all do. Well, you guys like often like, what you have to understand too is like, this is, this is the star Wars are, it's a throwback to older 
art forms. Oh yeah, for sure. So even like I mean, and that's George Lucas and Spielberg's thing. Like like Indiana mm-hmm. Jones came out of like stories that they had heard when they mm-hmm. were kids of like those kind of adventure stories. And Star Wars comes out of the same thing. So that like it used to be people like would wait for the new issue of the magazine to come out to find out what happened next in the story. So that's like a that's a storytelling device. Yeah. And it yeah. It, it, it to us it kind of seems cheesy, but at that time it was like it was sort of a creative way to keep people into the story yeah. and keep people going. So then when you actually went back and got to see the whole thing where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed this entire bit with Darth and Luke. I don't remember. Because I, I mean, I obviously saw it eventually. Yeah. But I just remember being like profoundly being like, because not, not, not only that, but like the, the movie, obviously the movie ends like you, you know, there's going to be another movie, right? If it's yeah. 1980 and you're watching Empire Strikes Back, you're like, "There's no way this ends now. We're going to get right. another yeah, movie." Yeah, yeah. So obviously, me years later, I knew there was another movie later, but th- even being in like at the middle of a three part series, Empire kind of ends sort of on a hopeful note. You know, like he's getting right. he's yeah. getting he's getting a you know a mechanical hand, and they're 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 kind of upbeat because they're planning the they're next mission. Go save Han. For yeah, me, yeah, yeah. it ends on a super sad yeah. note. Yeah. It's like yeah. Han Solo is fucking dead, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did you? Because it is. <laughs> you got so loud. I'm looking at the meter. You, you're so emotional at that part. You fucking love Harrison Ford. Dude. I, so, oh, fair. <laughs> yeah. I rewatched this movie for. I, I came in here. I sometimes have. The- thesis is thesi when we do episodes it's thesis this, I think. like thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> for a, like if you had asked me at various points in my my life who's your favorite actor I would never say Harrison Ford's my favorite actor but Harrison Ford is the star of most of my favorite movies right mm-hmm. so I actually was I was re-watching this movie going this to me this movie is all about Han Solo like I almost don't even care about I mean, I love Princess Leia. Like, Carrie, Carrie Fisher is a fox oh, in this movie. She, yeah, yeah. And she Hell looks yeah. great. She's a great actress. It, she looks fantastic in this movie. Yeah. And she's a lot she's of fun. She's the leader of the rebels. Yeah. and the, her. And, you know, the droids are fun. There's all these fun set pieces. But yeah. to me, this is the story. Like, I wanted to be Han Solo. Right. You know, Han Solo to me is the, is the coolest. Yeah. And I, you almost could throw Luke Skywalker away. And it I, is and interesting. I, yeah. I agree with that. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. Luke is fine. Right. And, and Han he, is and Harrison Ford, Where being very at. smart, wanted to have the character killed off in this movie. Yeah. Han. Or in the beginning of, of Jedi. Yeah. And they, George Lucas... Was like, absolutely Asshole. Not. Like, you know, he, he tested it, and they're like, audiences were like, no. We, I think it was also like they wanted to sell toys. Fair. And they're like, oh, if, if, you, ki- if, you, kill, yeah. if you kill the character, they're not going to sell as many Han Solo toys. And I, it would have been... I mean, that's a smart instinct on, on uh, Harrison Ford's part. Yeah. Interesting. So you were going to say, like... Uh, well, I was just going to say about it's funny stories where the protagonist is. Um, I don't know, like, because I don't know back in the 80s how people felt about Luke Skywalker. I'm, I'm assuming they were a, they loved Luke Skywalker. Like every boy probably wanted to be Luke or whatever. But I mean, to me, it's he's a far less interesting character than Han Solo. Yeah. And and it's interesting when the protagonist of a story is not necessarily the one you want to be or something I think, you know what I mean I think yeah, you can yeah, have yeah, I think sure. it's more fun being yeah. the second lead No I do too I'm saying there's a lot of stories like yeah. this um, I also like so I'm I'm done with Star Wars and, and it was funny going back and watching this cuz I it does not hold up to me mm-hmm. it's very cheesy it's very like over the top certain things were are well done and it's like oh this is really smart storytelling but as a movie experience I was actually hope I was m- hopeful that it was going to be better whereas Raiders is 
amazing. Yeah, still. You go back. Across and, the board. And in Harrison's career, like he did Blade Runner, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, two Star Wars. Like, like his 80s is un- mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like yeah. he had an unbelievable run. And after years of just like struggling and not being anywhere, and like the, the, the story is like all this, it's become legendary. All these stories where he was a carpenter and he yeah. was like he was like fixing Francis Ford Coppola's like office, mm-hmm. and he got to be a reader for Star Wars. I don't know if you ever you guys have watched these tapes on YouTube. No. So he was he was hired by George Lucas to be the reader during the auditions for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So he's just the script reader in the room, and he's auditioning Kurt Russell for Han Solo. He's auditioning Mark Hamill, obviously, and Carrie Fisher, but also. There's a lot of actors that were big in the 70s that are like Robbie Benson was a big star in the 70s who became a director. So he's auditioning for um, for Luke Skywalker. Uh, Cindy Williams, who was uh, was she Laverne or she was Shirley? But she was, she was one of the two, Laverne or Shirley. But she had also worked with with Coppola. So she was known in that. So she auditions for Leia. And Harrison Ford is just like the journeyman guy. They're like, hey, you used to be an actor. Why don't you read for us? And he's so good as yeah. the reader that they hired him to be Han Solo. I think I, I really believe that he is Han Solo. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen interviews. I mean, even like him on Jimmy Fallon. You're like, this yeah. is, that's him. That's him. And I feel like it's almost like they took this. And I, you hear about this happening a lot where they take like a character and you have somebody read for it. And you're like, I'm going to change it a little bit because mm-hmm. I want to add you've got more to add to the character than I did. Right, yeah. and It's almost like Han Solo sort of morphed into Harrison Ford as yeah. he yes. is as a person. Which yeah. is, the? it's a great point, what you just made. I think that has to happen mm-hmm. for one of these, um, what do you call it? Not a, not necessarily a trilogy, like um, like a movie, what do, you, what do you call this? Star Wars, Harry Potter. Well, it's like, well, it's like where a they're phenomenon. Just like a t- yeah, a phenomenon. People were obsessed with star wars yeah. and there was multiple movies you have to sort of have these actors become the characters oh, yeah. and the yeah. characters become the actors the way that daniel radcliffe is like harry potter oh, like yeah, he really sure. sort of dictated who harry's character would become in the later books and it's the same way with han solo i think less so with again with mark hamill's acting and luke skywalker right. i'm not yeah. a big mark hamill fan i don't i, I think he's, he's few it, people are dude this scene <laughs> this scene yeah but it did connect with people at the time it must have because people fucking loved this movie so like the luke i you know the yeah. famous scene in this movie right i think it's really really bad overacting from from mark oh, hamill well, yeah. i think the best it's over part the of the scene yeah. is is when they're they're fighting, right? Yes. And it's kind of like you're like, I think for me because I watched that clip back, I was like, yeah. this seemed so much bigger when I was younger. Yes, yes, I agree. But then there's it, there's like a part in the fighting where they actually start playing the dun 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 mm-hmm. dun dun dun, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I feel it now. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's comes it comes all from Darth, really, mm-hmm. and like the background stuff that they added you're, after the fact. You're 100% right. And I think, and I think right. as yeah. a kid... The music, the soundtrack adds yeah, a lot. Mark Hamill sure. looks like a kid and you're... Does. As a kid he watching a it, kid, you're scared because it's a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a monster versus a kid. Yes, absolutely. And that's what's super scary about it. And um, no, uh, just quickly with Harrison too, it's like they didn't want him for Indiana Jones because he was so much Han Solo in everybody's mind mm. that... But and that's and he but he pulls it off. Nah, he's a good oh, actor. Yeah. Indiana Jones 100%. is such is a real different character. Yeah. and it's funny to me because I remember years ago there was an uh, there was an interview, um, like a random like late night interview, and they and and whoever it was Leonard or whatever said, uh, you know, would you ever do another Indiana Jones or another Han Solo? 
And he goes, I won't do Han Solo again, but I would do another Indiana Jones. And they go, why? He goes, because you know, Han Solo is a cartoon where Indiana Jones is an interesting character. Yeah. And meanwhile, mm. he's done both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And yeah. he did another Blade Runner, which makes me angry because the first one to me is magical and, this, and the new Blade Runner I thought sucked. Except for the, the, where Harrison Ford is in it. I actually thought where he, when he's in it is actually the best part of the movie. But I don't, Harrison Ford, I think he smoked too much weed. <laughs> like, if you see him now, he is... You think it's weed? I think it's, like, cocaine. I don't know. He's he on is, some drugs. He is not... It's just whiskey. Yeah, it's it could lot, be alcohol. A yeah. lot of the charm is gone. And then there's all, like, the freak see, accidents. I disagree. Oh, so I'm you... like, I saw him, like, an interview recently on Jimmy, and I was like, he's fucking still got it. I, yeah, your eyes light up when you <laughs> talk about Harrison like, Ford. He's, uh, like, 78 years old, I think. Like. That's he's, insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's al- he's almost forty in this. But in also, this. it's like for mm. me, it's like his personality as far as like he's exactly as sarcastic as you would want him. As yeah, he's kind of a shit I mean? in a way. Like he's like, and he's like not phased. He doesn't seem phased by anything. Like I, I don't know. I, I know somebody who actually met him very randomly upstate New York and was like, he is exactly like what you would want Harrison Ford to be when you yeah. meet him. Like he's funny. He does not give a flying fuck about anybody else's opinion, but he's like not an asshole at the same time. Yeah, and, I love the whole so mystique. Always, yeah, with like flying planes. He's got like a ranch. Yeah. He's a carpenter. I literally he's like an outdoorsy. A guy. couple weeks ago, I just because I have um. <laughs> that's obviously you're in important love to me. With him. Yeah. It's so, so funny. The, uh, it's but, so funny. No, I think that's great. like. I I, so so I'm 40 and I you know I feel like sometimes I should be 15 years further along in my life than I am. So I'm always right. like looking to artists that kind of broke yeah. later. So Harrison Ford, like I <laughs> yeah. said, is is one of those people. For sure. And he, I mean, he was doing movies in the early 60s, mm-hmm. and yeah, he broke wow. in like really 77, and then he really really broke in like yeah. 80 81. So he you know he has a couple small things. So Coppola and George Lucas were very tight. Like Coppola was kind of a mentor right. to him. So like these are th- things I've learned recently. Like Francis Ford Coppola was at the auditions for Star Wars. Like they were like using actors back and forth. They were helping each other. Mm-hmm. They were working together. And Spielberg is kind of in that orbit too. So that's why you see a lot of like stuff. So like like Coppola is the one who found Harrison Ford. Like if you go back and watch Apocalypse Now, he's in a, he's in a scene in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. He's in a movie called The Conversation that Coppola did in 74 that's fucking amazing. And Harrison a very young Harrison Ford plays like a really smarmy young like assistant to like a very wealthy man. Yeah. And he's such an asshole, but it's so he's but he's so charming at the same time. Yeah. And you know, he looks like a million bucks. It's fucking yeah, young oh, Harrison he's, Ford. Yeah, his face is perfect. So I love all the stories about like the carpentry and all this other stuff. So I recently, like a couple weeks ago, before I even knew we were doing this, I Googled Harrison Ford Carpenter yeah. because I had heard all these like urban legends and I wasn't sure and there was like this whole magazine article about about him like he's a self-taught carpenter and he was working in Hollywood mm-hmm. it's, it's actually very lucrative to be like working with people in the movie business oh, for sure. if you're, even if you're not doing movie stuff yeah. if you can end up being like a hairstylist to the stars or a carpenter to the stars you, you're almost better off than being an a performer right in, in a way so he parlayed that and I, I heard him tell this story where I, I forget what movie it was but at a certain point one of these guys offered him a movie role and he's like well I have a wife and a kid and I'm making $400 a week yeah uh, as a carpenter so you have to pay me more than $400 a week or I have to turn the movie down yeah and it's like the balls like I love I love like the the knowing yourself that well to be like, listen, I, you know, my dream is to be an actor, but yeah. I've got a family I take care of. Yeah, so I yeah, gotta. yeah. And they came back and they offered him like four fifty a week, yeah. and that's why he took the movie role. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Good for is that him. supposed to be a lot of money back then? 
I mean, you're talking like, like early like 70s. No money. I well, no, I'm just saying. A lot of money. No, yeah, but you're saying yeah, like yeah. for whatever. You know, the <laughs> equivalent today would be like 1,200 bucks a week or 1,500. Yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But I would yeah, hope. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. how this has turned into a podcast episode about how much we love 80s Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean that, she's that, sliding that, off her chair. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking no, about how dreamy well, he is too. Have you ever seen Witness? I was about to say that. Oh my god, Witness! I'm waiting for. Amazing. One of my favorite movies. It's uh, it's a movie that I'm hoping. So we always let the guests pick the movie. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for somebody to pick the guest who's gonna be like let's do witness yeah. and i'll be like oh, be i haven't like, seen oh. it in so long. i haven't seen it since college actually i uh, studied I'm, it in my playwriting class really, really? yeah mm. it's a gr- it's a i think there's a couple of movies that i consider perfect movies i think witness is a perfect movie yeah there's nothing about the it's shot perfectly the script is perfect the but also perfect. not a lot of people necessarily i that i'm okay i've never heard Maybe, of it yeah so, okay, yeah, yeah i'm one of them it was a it was a big hit at the, i mean a big hit for like a drama like not, we're not talking star yeah, yeah, wars yeah. hit but like yeah. a, a regular movie it was a hit at the time it you know was harrison ford at that time was mm-hmm. in peak harrison ford yeah um was it was it like critically acclaimed at the time yeah it's, so, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. so what we talk about a lot in this podcast those movies don't really have like no they but often it, don't stay around it is it's of one it. of the it's it's a great movie that really holds up i'm not saying it's it doesn't not, it, but there's a reason why star wars and like you know the almost the more campy films well because like are more memorable because our culture is dominated by kids uh, yeah oh, yeah for sure that's, kind of. i mean yeah yeah that's where like my the, love the kids are it's now just an adults. interesting phenomenon the people with the power yeah. now were kids when that right. stuff came out gremlins people know that more yeah like, well, so you know. witness yeah, yeah, he yeah. uh he plays uh he's a philly cop and an amish kid witnesses a murder and oh, he, sounds great he has to like guard the family in amish country okay uh and they get and i i i'm, I'm obsessed with that movie like i grew up on a farm and we had barns and i used to run through the barns mm-hmm. and i would like imagine like i was in in the movie witness and like yeah. and it's just it's peter weir was one of my favorite directors um that's that, i mean it's a great script that's yeah a, oh yeah wonderfully written where did you go to school Texas State University. Interesting. <laughs> Go Bobcats. That, Are you from Texas? Yeah. W- what part of Texas? Wow. San Antonio. Huh. You, you're uh, one of those Texas people without an accent. Correct. Yes. But what? I had one when I was younger. Really? And when I when I drink a lot. Does it, it come out? Yes. It's different parts of Texas too, I feel like, right? Yeah, I'm from a city. Yeah, we right. stereotype so Texas. So it's not as, yeah, it's not I've as been in, I love Texas. Okay. I've been there. <laughs> I've never been. I've, I've I've heard good things. I want to uh, go. I've been. A, I've been a couple. Of, I have. No, I've been sure. a, I mean, for comedy wise, Austin. Everyone always talks oh, about. Oh yeah, and Houston great. Tower Festival sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, you know sure. the yeah, scene yeah. out there. Even in you know, there's there's comedy scenes in all the cities. Houston, right? Yeah, the comedy scene in San Antonio is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I have. I you know, I don't think I know any San Antonio comics, but well, did you start there or no? Did you? I started here, but it's like mm. it's also it's like one of those things where. If you go on Facebook and just Google or search like San Antonio Comics or Austin Comics, they'll let you in. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, okay, yeah, you're coming to town. I've got a show. I've got a show. Oh, great. They're oh, very, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that Southern hospitality. So not like yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just not like here. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to me when... But it's not uh, oversaturated. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's exactly. always funny to me. And it, I mean, it's shitty, but it's like I've seen a few times where someone's like, well... Uh, you know, I'm already, you know, I'm already past at the Cleveland Improv. I got to be nice to the people at the Lantern. It's, it's like, like, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, don't you be, do. yeah. don't be an asshole. Yeah, like, what, what do you mean? You got to not be nice. Why do you? Why is it so hard for you? Rule. Yeah, why is it so hard for you to be nice, throw, dude? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Why I, do you have to put an effort in? Oh, because I you're never, a comic and you're autistic. Oh, I never okay. throw my weight around, and I'm from yeah. the greatest city in the world. But I don't tell okay. people that when I yeah, when yeah, I get there. Newark. Actually, <laughs> Isn't that more like El- Elizabeth, New from? Jersey, yeah, the exactly. greatest state in the union originally. And then <laughs> is that moved. where the p- planes crashed a long time ago? 
uh, the world Elizabeth, like, Elizabeth New Jersey. Like uh, 9-11? No. <laughs> oh, because I believe... Yeah, those two, planes. I believe two of the planes... Uh, yeah, what even was that? Two of the, um, two of the planes <laughs> left out of Newark, Wait, what was it? Something forget? Never? <laughs> no, 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 two of the... I, you notice how I, paused, I couldn't remember what to call it? I was like, you mean that 2001 thing? There were two... <laughs> A space I was going to say they were the commercial planes, but so was 9-11. They, one of them crashed into the lake. I think that is a real thing that happened. Well, it was a very long time ago. Newark Airport is half in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So... I don't know. Yeah, because I, I don't think they had been off the ground for very long. And then the Hindenburg, not is it the Hindenburg incident? That happened in New Jersey, but that was like the 1920s. Yeah, it's not that one. A lot of great things. <laughs> a lot, a lot of wonderful things have happened in New Jersey. Hindenburg was a blimp, Peter. Whoa. 1951? Yeah, Holy. maybe. Oh, yeah. That's See, so weird that you know this story. It is from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Judy she Bloom, Judy Bloom is from... Book. A fiction book about the real incident. All right, this is the Wikipedia article on it. American Airlines Flight 6780, the first fatal crash of a Convair 240. On January 22nd, 1952, uh, twin propeller aircraft from Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse to Newark. Oh, Jesus, what a route. Um, (laughs) On final approach to Newark Airport, uh, yada, yada, crash to 345. Uh, at the intersection of Williamson and South Streets in the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's wild. Three point. Wow, so it crashed in an intersection, a yeah. fucking commercial airline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude. That's where I'm from. Yeah, Judy Bloom is from, from New Jersey, so it makes sense that... You should make a movie and put Harrison Ford um, in the movie. Elizabeth, I... Listen, I love Elizabeth. It's a dump. It is a dump. Yeah. It's okay. the worst. <laughs> wow. So all 23 well, occupants on board. Twenty. That's past- so funny that you would know that because I like no one knows Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, That's the only thing I know about yeah. Elizabeth, New So how, how long have you been in New York? Uh, I, I think five or six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's honestly. How do you like it? I don't it? know for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I stayed <laughs> for five or six years. Um, a lot of us stay forever. and we're Yeah. That's the thing is like, I don't even know if I love it anymore. You know, I'm just here. Yeah, mm. it's part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Did love, you have like a, a couple it. of years of like, what, what is it called? Like a honeymoon with New York, where it's like this is amazing, or Romantic. like were you? Was oh. it? Did it kind of eat you alive? In the oh movie? yeah, yeah, for sure. It's usually I, one or two. When I got here, it was like, oh, you're stars so in your eyes, sweet, and yeah. I will kill you. <laughs> oh, to you? Yeah, 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 for sure. And then you brought that oh, bright-eyed optimism. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that made me feel sad. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't. You know, because okay. no, I'm you're still here, here and kicking. I told somebody to fuck off today. Hey, so Mazel like, Tov! Like, that's what yeah, we're talking about. I'm here. That's one for the See, Jews. See, that's what we did when I was a yes. kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we grew up here. Yeah, literally, yeah. literally yelling at people. Yeah, no. I no, find I my um my rage comes back when I when I drive. Like in, oh, yeah. inside yeah, yeah, yeah. my, I start yelling at people from inside the car. Like I'm like. It like catches me up. I'm like, am I this guy? Yeah, I'm afraid to drive in this city. Oh, it's tough, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I doing do it a lot. It. It's it's tough. I, I only it. do it because you know the road gigs and stuff. Whenever you get them, having a car is great, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, driving the city like on the grid is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah you. it'll I have make a, you crazy. I went to college in Virginia, and I have a good friend that she lived in, in from R- Richmond and lived here for a while. Sweetest, most like the, the the most stereotypical like Southern like hi how yeah. are you and she did that in Manhattan like and it was it was almost amazing to watch yeah. it was like you know what's that show the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh, yeah. she was that the real version of that girl she's like everything is beautiful she's like oh do you want to ask me for money you must need help oh god <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. but it was but it was ama- it's like to me it's I love when people are like that when people are like impenetrable yeah. Because it's like it's a toughness. If anything, I find yeah. people I who are I find people who are either from New York or been in New York a long time are nicer often because the transplants think that they have to be tough. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. like they feel like they don't want to show any weakness at all. Yeah, so that's like especially they, in comedy uh, in a weird way. Yeah, I, I, especially dudes in comedy. I, don't I like know, I, I get that energy. It's I I go to my way to like let people go or like let somebody go in front of me because it's like it's almost like a weird superpower. Yeah. to like not have that frantic like New York like right. fuck you I, I need my coffee first. Yeah, mm-hmm. energy like it's almost in a weird way. It's like a it's like a judo that I do sometimes. Yeah. I'm like no go right ahead. I'm sure whatever you need is the most important thing right. today. It sounds a little passive aggressive. It, no. It's, it's fun. I have fun with it. <laughs> but um, I'm always interested in people who came, like, because I, I came here from an hour away. Right? Yeah. So I'm always interested when people, like, li- like really, like, picked up and changed. Did you move like, here for comedy or no. do you? Okay. Yeah. I just, I actually, I moved here from New Zealand. Whoa. I, yeah. I lived uh, over there in Australia and New Zealand for about two years. And I was like, I always wanted to live in New York. Always. And I was like, well, I sold my car to move here. Now, I mean, I've got literally nothing back in America, so I might as well. I'd pretty much be starting from scratch in San Antonio, Texas. I might got as well scra- start from scratch in New Somewhere York else. City. Are you, Amazing. So wait, you, what were you doing in New Zealand? Were you, I were you studying just, or were no, you working? Yeah, just working. I mm. did like their work abroad program. You can be, as long as you're not over 30, you oh. can yeah. really? not be studying and get a work visa. My, for uh, real? Yeah. So I can do that right now. Yeah. My college roommate. And did, I highly suggest it. My it's college roommate did the same and they have thing. Comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have comedy. Yeah. I might do this. This is the time of your life, buddy. Should I do it? Should I fuck off? We can stop doing the podcast. A lot, a lot of, a <laughs> it's lot been of, going pretty well. A lot of this podcast is, is Alex's cultural education. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some knowledge right now. Okay. Uh, let's I, hear I can't believe I totally forgot this because you're, you're 27, going to be 28? I'm going to be 28 in January. Okay. Right? So I'll tell you, yeah. my, my mentor in college used to give this speech and it hit me really hard and he said that if you look at like most of the great figures throughout history most of them were not doing what we remember them for till they were around 30 years old which means that around 27 or 28 something happens and there's a shift and you have to be open that because we're taught that at 18 or 22 you got to know what you're gonna do with the rest of your life it's right it's nonsense no and it's not like it's not like you know gandhi like worked his way up through the uh you know, office to get to, to be the number right. one independence yeah. movement leader. He was like doing one thing in a one place and something happened in his life and it completely shifted and he's doing something different. So that seems to happen to people at 27 or 28 years old. And so I just, that's my oh, thing to you. Any day now. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad that I, I, well, you know what? I'm glad that I have like a little bit of comedy under my belt. No, I'm, I'm just so saying. when I'm 30, I'll have like. That's not, the, it's know. not to say that you should have pressure on you. It's to say that. No, no, no. I hear like, you. It's be, a good point. Be, be prepared that in the next couple of years, you're going to kind of feel like a shift. And that if you find yourself uh, wanting to go after something, go after it balls to the wall. Okay. Because you're not 22 anymore. So now at like 30 is the time to really like pull go out all the it. stops and really, really go all for right, it. All right. Fair. What, did you have that? Can at, I ask? Well, I, uh, so yes, actually. So I, to, to kind of tie this back to uh, Star Wars. So we, you know, oh, wow, even though, I've, this. <laughs> even though I've, I still haven't, re- I bought the book, but I haven't read the book. We talk about like the hero's journey a lot yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously with action movies and the Terminate, the Rambos and the Rockies of the world. Yeah. That's what this is. So Star Wars is the ultimate, like literally Lucas said, like I oh, took, yeah. I took Joseph Campbell's yeah. ideas and I made it into a movie. So I was thinking about that a lot watching this. And um, so I, kind of fucked around in my 20s i traveled and i lived in italy for a while i lived in chicago for a while at 27 years old mm. i went to my five-year um college reunion after driving cross-country for a whole month yeah 
Uh, you went to a co- wait wait, college no. reunion? No, yeah. is that right? Or was it a high school reunion? No, no, I went to my college reunion at 27. Where did you go to that school? That makes sense. I went to William & Mary. It was it was oh, a so five. Small. It was like a five okay. year five, five year, year reunion. reunion makes sense but yep. I, in terms of the years, but I've never heard of a college reunion. Yeah. Uh, uh, home, was I not? homecoming, homecoming. It was oh, my okay, five okay, year. Okay. Home, it was like oh, my yeah, five yeah, year. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. actually, no. So I had broken up with my girlfriend. I was living with my parents. I had no. I didn't know what I was nice. doing. Blah blah blah. I, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't yeah. want to go. And a, and a girl that I was friends with said, "Oh, you should go." And I went there, and um, I ran into a girl that I had done a play with. Yeah. And she go, and I knew that she was an actress in L.A. And she goes, oh, I always wonder what happened to you. I always wondered if you were acting. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you're somebody that I really thought should have done this. And she goes, I'm not going to tell you that like, it's going to be easy because I've been in L.A. for five years and it's been really hard. Yeah. But I really think this is what you should do. And then I went back to like my old girlfriend who I was still friends with, who actually lives in Australia now and has told me to come out to see her in Australia. She's, I said, oh, do you want, want to hear this crazy thing this girl said? I was like, she said I should be acting. She goes, yeah, you really, you should. And I was like, That's what? That's insane. And I went back to New York and I, I had thought about taking like improv classes and all this stuff. And I finally started taking improv classes. And through my improv class, I found out about my acting teacher. And then I yeah. did a two-year acting conservatory. So at, at 28, I sat down with my acting teacher. And I said, you know, people tell me I'm too old at 28 to do this. And she That's goes, don't listen to those people. They don't yeah. know. She goes, you're exactly the right yeah, age that's for crazy. this. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I finished yeah. at 30. And then like I didn't really start doing stand-up though for a long time after that. I always kind of ran away from it. Yeah. And so getting back to the hero's journey because I think now we live in a time where everyone's like, oh, I want to you know, follow my dreams and blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe too many people have listened <laughs> to that message now. Like we, yeah. At the end of the day, we still need people like you know, making sure the, the electricity works. And the and the in the plumbing works and like the buildings don't fall over and that their kids are you know what yeah. I mean like everybody can't be an artist every, at the end of the day there's only one Luke Skywalker and one Han Solo yeah there yeah, can't yeah. be millions of Luke Skywalkers right. and millions of Han Solos so I find it very interesting that like even when Joseph Campbell was was doing this stuff it was like kind of groundbreaking and countercultural to tell people to do that but now it's become the dominant culture yeah. so if anything in a weird way the way to be rebellious now. Is to like go be a welder and have right. yeah you know or you know what I mean like or drive a truck or something yeah 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 or so, even yeah. just get a stable nine to five yeah I, I so I struggle yeah. with I struggle with that because I because I feel like I've been following I I feel like I've been called right do you know what I mean like I literally like I I like I've been on my hands and knees being like dear God let me just be a regular guy let me just be one of those people who like has a regular job oh. and does a regular life and be okay yeah. with it and I literally can't get there yeah. like everything keeps leading me to this sure. but it's constant struggle it's yeah. not easy it's not like oh here you go i think i, I tell a story where I, I met ron white and i got him to like come to a show yeah. that i was hosting and then i hung out with him afterwards and it was incredible and i was and i and i go guess what happened next nothing yeah because that's yeah. not how life works <laughs> yeah, right. i don't exactly. you don't get a career because a famous guy showed up at your show yeah, one yeah, yeah. time you know so it's like my, my life went back to the normal thing right right after that it was but to me that was like a, a mile a mile marker saying keep going this way yeah keep walking on this yeah this yeah, path. yeah yeah but um i don't know i i think that like it because i'm i'm fascinated by movies i didn't grow up like you said your dad was the one who like introduced you to stuff my parents are not like movie or book people at all yeah so i'm like self-taught and, and i and i i've really been thinking like i'm like why am i so obsessed with movies like yeah. why did i want to escape and why is fantasy so important to me when i didn't grow up with that at all it was right. all me seeking it out and um 
I don't know. I, I wonder about all, all that stuff. And like go, this movie kind of hit me in that way because it's like that was like I was a kid. You know, yeah. this, I, I remember being a kid yeah. and and like having that wide eyed like I couldn't I can be Han Solo. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. It's yeah. It's nuts. Would you say you're a Star Wars like fan nerd fan like psycho I, I honestly, Star Wars fan? I, I don't know because for were me, you ever? Or? Yeah. I've, okay. I've always loved Star Wars. Um, I, for me, I think it's because my dad actually took us to see those first few episodes in theaters and I was like, oh my God, look at all of this stuff that's happening and there's fighting and like Leia's fighting and she's like leading the rebellion. I was like, this is awesome. And then I think, so for me, like how you were like, it's too camp. It's like very, and like a lot of people don't like the new ones, Yeah, which is fair but for me that like because i was so and i uh one of you said um they stick around because it's fueled by children our culture is fueled culture, by children. Yeah, yeah yeah see i i we agree talk about with that, that a lot yeah. yeah i agree with that because for me because i was so young it got me right at the the correct age that even the new ones that everybody else hates i love really because it still makes me feel like, do you know what I mean? It's like very nostalgic for that feeling, not necessarily for the stories totally. or for yeah. the, what the films embody, but for like how I felt as a kid mm-hmm. yeah. watching. They're not nostalgic for the films. They're for nostalgic for, you know, you seven-year-old yeah. for yeah. me as a seven-year-old. And that's kind of like what I was talking like that. That's what that Chuck Klosterman article is about. Yeah. Like it's, your, it's your memories. Yeah, it's yeah, bringing, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's almost like you're re-watching a memory. Yeah. In a way. And it's funny. I'm done with Star Wars. And I was, I mean, I was never a huge guy. But like the first three, like obviously, I, like I said, I think I watched Ray, oh, I, I think I watched this one two hundred times. Yeah, I watched the other two maybe twenty or thirty times. But this is the one that I watched over and over again. But like I'm, I'm done. I saw Phantom Menace. I think was the first prequel, and I was like, eh. And then the only, I funnily enough, the only one of the new ones that I've seen is the Han Solo movie. Yeah, which I actually thought was really well done. I haven't seen that one because I think they they made a like it, Ron Howard directed it. And actually, Lawrence Kasdan wrote it. He was one of the writers of this movie. And he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, a bunch, besides a bunch of other stuff. Like, they made a good old-fashioned adventure movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, so it was a lot of fun, that movie. Yeah. And for me, the second, ra- I guess the second round would have been the same for you, I think, Alex. Yeah. The second installment of the Star Wars, the first few episodes, came out again while I was still we a were kid. Young. We were very young. Yeah. So for me, yeah. it's, like, very deeply installed, like, the sense of, like, adventure and, yes. like... Yeah, yeah. I I actually didn't hate those prequels as much as oh, I because I, I was such a kid yeah, at the time. I, I was I was I like don't nine that, or ten. Yeah, I was like I don't know that this this is just very very fun. Yeah, yeah. And the special effects were and Queen of awesome. Manala is amazing. And, and I got like, to watch you know four five six. Yeah. Right before I got to watch one two yeah. and three. So yeah, I mean like for for people in our age group, I don't see how it would have been. Like how we would have, we wouldn't have hated those movies. Well, or it's anything. kind. Of, if you think about it, it's almost like so. I, uh, my my boss at the office that I work in now has mm-hmm. uh, a son that I think is like nine or ten, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him because he had come into the office, and he was talking about the remake of the Ghost Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, and oh, he yeah. was like so 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 into it. Wow, and I was like, that's because for him. All he sees is like this movie 
where these people are chasing ghosts and fighting ghosts and it's so cool and it's very funny and for us it's like a very different experience because we're like this is a remake on something that we loved when we were younger yeah. mm-hmm. we and did, we, we did have all of these expectations and yeah it's and like my my dad loves SNL loves Ghostbusters and I was talking to him about the remake and he was like it was a very good remake and also as an adult watching Ghostbusters it's not the best movie yeah, ever yeah 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 the first one to me is a pretty great fucking but that's movie. because you're 40 and my dad is almost 70 right he watched it as a very different period of his life yeah he was yeah. like going in as somebody who understands film really well to me it's it, it might be my favorite new york movie oh to me I, yeah, like i love, love in new york I, city like that's the new york city I, yeah i love i also i did to, to confirm for all of the women who <laughs> listen to this podcast i also love the remake mm. but do you know what i mean it's like it's like it sort of like goes in the same whereas like for me the first few episodes where people are like it kind of like ruined star wars a little bit or the new ones ruined star wars for me i'm like well i don't see that because i was still so young when episodes one through three came out yeah. but were they're you, just really fun were you yeah. like a reader of like fantasy and sci-fi books and stuff um or? i read the hobbit i have on my reading list this year to read lord of the rings because i have, haven't read those i love ender's game is one of my favorites i oh, love ender's game oh my god it's amazing yeah. i only read that last year oh wow yeah oh, i read that i was like what have i been or something fucking yeah. doing yeah um <laughs> yeah uh i like fantasy a lot i think more movies than books yeah um yeah but i i love lord of the rings as well that's fantasy See, that's a huge hole in my my knowledge i have actually not seen the lord of the Rings oh movies or read the books wow, or really? the hobbit yeah and i don't at this point i had started to read the first lord of the rings because i was like what am i doing and i just it, i may just have to wait till like i have kids at this point i will say it's a lot the there's books there's a yeah there's a certain there's there's certain things now where it's like i'm like all right when i uh, like i'm waiting for to share this with somebody else yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean because yeah. i don't think at my at my age i'm gonna like though though interestingly i so the other thing I want to talk about besides Harrison Ford, um, this movie. So Lawrence Kasdan wrote this script, and he big time Hollywood guy. Again, wrote Raiders Lost Ark, wrote Body Heat, was another fucking amazing movie from yeah. the eighties. He wrote and directed that movie. Um, the other is that with Catherine Turner. That, that was that her one? breakout yeah, movie. That movie yeah. I just watched that in the last couple months. That movie is perfect. It's, like, oh, it's so yeah, yeah, well yeah. written, so well done. The acting is amazing. Yeah, Kasdan is a really brilliant guy. So he co-wrote this movie, and they also uh, Lee Brackett is the other credited writer, and very interesting figure was was a woman, but would, was writing in like the forties and fifties, and with the name Lee Brackett, a lot of people just assumed it was a man. Yeah, yeah. So she was a sci-fi fantasy novelist, and somehow got hooked up with like writing scripts. So she co-wrote or, or wrote some of my favorite movies. She wrote yeah. Rio Bravo, which is amazing um, western with uh, John Wayne and Dean Martin. Um, she wrote um, uh, bah, 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 The Big Sleep, which is very famous, ah, like Hum- yeah, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. So it was, it, was, that was, it was a Raymond Chandler novel, but her and um, William Faulkner together wrote the screenplay to that movie. Yeah. And then she also wrote the, the screenplay to The Long Goodbye, which is another one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies from the 70s with Elliot Gould. But she was kind of out, out of the business, and George Lucas met her somehow or talked to her. And she wrote the original screenplay to That's Empire so Strikes crazy. Back, wow. but she died oh, shit. before the movie got made. So she she had cancer. <laughs> I'm learning. She's so she's she, from the forties. <laughs> yeah, she wrote she wrote the first uh, draft, and Lucas was like not crazy about it, and he wanted to like talk to her about it, right. and then she ended up dying of cancer. 
But a lot right. of the ideas, because Lucas was kind of stuck. Like right. he's like, I need to continue this story, but I don't quite know what to do. But um, I was doing some research on the internet. Like she came up with like starting the movie on like the ice planet and like the final fight with with Luke and Darth. But in yeah. her in her draft, Darth Vader was not. Uh, Luke's father. Interesting. Oh, wow. But a lot of the sort of the set pieces and like how the story moves, she she came up with. That's brilliant. And I, I am always interested in like the people that get forgotten by time. And here's somebody who was like a, a big figure, prolific in, writer. And I, mean. uh, yeah, I actually yeah. just ordered like one, like because I'm not a sci-fi fantasy reader. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is curious. So I like, I ordered on Amazon like one of her like books. It was like a collection yeah. of like sto- of stories that she wrote. I was like, I'm just curious because everybody said like, what a great. I'm like more and more. I'm interested in like writing and like trying to actually sit down and write yeah. scripts and stuff. And I was like, oh, let me read really good writing. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Kind of because I because I'm curious too. It's like somebody saw her fantasy novel and said, hey, do you want to write this screenplay for this movie? Yeah. So I'm also curious to see like how that like it, can you see it in in the work? Do you know what I mean? Like like can I imagine being like oh reading this and be like oh wow you know what this person is. is just a great writer period so we should yeah. hire them just to write whatever yeah i think i think what is really interesting about fantasy with what to go off what you're saying is fantasy writers really create entirely different worlds mm-hmm. and i think that maybe that has a big part in like why somebody like lee would be recruited to write a completely different medium than what she was normally putting out because it's like well the main part of fantasy is that it's Fully and 100% made up. It's not just fiction. It is yeah. absolutely made right, up. Right, but right, right. It, but yeah. it's also story structure. Yeah, absolutely. It's somebody who knows how to tell a story. Right. And that's why a lot of these, like a lot of the original screenwriters were newspaper reporters. Yeah. And they knew how to write fast. And they knew how to just bang it out. Like they weren't precious about it. They just banged it out. Yeah. And, and this is at a time when the early days of the movies, they were writing, you know, they were making 50, mm-hmm. 100 movies a year. It was There was no $100 million movies. It was like, yeah. let's just churn it out. And those, so those people learn how to really write. Well, and they become novelists a lot of times yeah. as well. And short stories too. Like a lot of like a lot of great movies are based on like the, the most flimbiz, flimsiest. You, like if you read some of these stories that these movies are based on, it's like a twenty-page story. Yeah. But all the bones of the structure of of the story is there. It's just, you can fill in the details yeah. li- later. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by stuff like that. Like how how does something like this come together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not George Lucas, son of a bitch. No. The, guy, <laughs> the guy has so much. It's unbelievable how much money. He financed this movie with his own money. I know. And then and Jedi too. So he made all of the money. It's insane. And then the toy licensing deal was like a huge deal. There was a, there's a great documentary on Netflix about uh, He-Man, which was another big thing for me when I was a kid, the He-Man cartoon. And basically, I think it's Mattel, they lost out on the Star Wars toy license. So they're like, fuck, we got to do something. We got to make some money. Yeah. So one of their guys invented a He-Man toy. And they're like, well, how do we get kids to buy this? So then they created a comic book That's to be crazy. in the box with the toy so the kids would have a story to go with the toy. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we should take this comic book and turn it into a cartoon. Yeah. And for like five or six years, it was this huge phenomenon. Everybody made a bunch of money. But it's like it's fascinating how these things come together. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's sometimes, so it's like, it's sometimes it's like an, an accident. Yeah. You know? That's but insane. That, but yeah, that that time period too. That that eighties. It was like the time of like Conan movie. But there, I mean, the funny thing is the stories go back to like the nineteen forties. Yeah, they drew on all these sources. But like in that time period, there was a lot of like sci fi, fantasy, Star Wars. Everyone was making a, a, a some kind of version of Star Wars. Yeah. Like oh, this this will, this is the way we we're going to make a bunch of money. Yeah. That's, have you guys ever done eighties um, action television shows? 
So yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, we did the pilot to Miami Vice because to awesome. me, I think like like Miami Vice as much as any movie had like kind of created the '80s mythos. I think yeah. the style and what we think of as the '80s. So. I th- I, th- I thought like do it. so what we did an episode where it was just the two of us just talking about the pilot to Miami Vice. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean I would do. I mean I, there's so many shows from that like that I love from that era. Magnum PI and yeah. A Team and Knight Rider. It's funny too that was there was always like there was like you know Knight Rider is like the super car and then there was Airwolf was the super uh, helicopter. There was all these like. They, 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 yeah. the 80s very much was like, let's, let's take this idea and then just make another version of the same idea, you know? Or let's, yeah. let's make a skateboarding movie and then we'll make a BMX movie yeah. and then we'll make an ice skating movie. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Then we'll make a downhill skiing movie. Let's make 900 Air Bud movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, I'm excited to, if, you know, for more TV shows because uh, I haven't seen most of the movies that we do. This one's a, uh, an exception. I've seen Empire Strikes Back a bunch, but, um, like watching a whole television series or even just getting immersed in the world. Like I like that, especially yeah. for something that I haven't, I have no idea. So like for Miami vice, for example, that was really cool because I had always known about it, but I never watched a second of it. Wait, so it, I didn't really know what it was about. And I yeah. got to watch the pilot and then, and then I, I was only supposed to watch the pilot. I, I found myself watching like the first like five episodes yeah. of the first season. It's one of those shows so. where people like have an idea of what it is, but then yeah. when you actually watch yeah, the I was thing, wrong. you're like, oh, I this just is knew, interesting. I, all I knew was the outfits that they wore. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's all I really knew. Yeah. <laughs> and I played Vice City, Grand Theft Auto, which is a great video game that actually I found myself... I was like, oh, that's where this video game got this plot line right. from. Like, yeah. There was an actual television show. So, yeah. So, is it... So, okay. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. In, in Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm-hmm. You know how everybody knows the line, Luke, I am your father? That's not the real line, no, though, no, is it? No, I am your father. Yeah, he, right? Yeah. I just, in fact, I was, I was looking for it today when I, when I rewatched the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's also like that. It's the same with... Is it... Um, no, it's Casablanca. Where you know how everybody thinks the line is play it again sam yeah and that's the opposite of the real line i forget what what's the real line it's like never play that again or something Uh, like that yeah that happens a lot that's another collective memory thing like everyone thinks it should have been luke i am your father but it's not but it's no i am your father yeah 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 which is so much he says it very casually it is casual you're waiting for it you're like what he's like no i'm your father (laughs) i actually it's funny you say that because i actually thought that the things that might have been the cheesiest this go around were Darth Vader and Yoda, and I think they're my favorite part still of the movie. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought the Yoda character is still so great. Like, oh, wonderful! So fu- yeah. like the lines yeah. are amazing. Like everything is quotable, and it's yeah, it's it's silly. It's like a little fucking green guy, but it it's so believable. Like I totally get, like, yeah. and the way it's like you don't know it's him at first, and he goes no, and you think it's like this pain in the it, like the way he's like yeah 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 yeah. It's it's sort of like in like Karate Kid where he doesn't yeah. know that Mr Miyagi is the Karate Master yes. right away. Like it's right. a great way to intro that type of character. Yeah yes. yeah yeah. And the, the Dar- sage like yeah. master. Uh, Darth Where- Vader too is like so scary without needing to he's, really he's do anything. He's a badass. I mean he literally is just choking people out in this. Well I love yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way they reveal the guy who's like I have to go apologize to Lord Vader and then you just see his body oh, on the yeah. floor. Like what a great way <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. I, there was a lot there's a lot of great stuff in this movie. Yeah. Like the like my favorite scenes are in the what is it in the Death Star like with Darth Vader just like I, I, I love it. I mean, I know that it, he's the he's the villain, but he's 
the to me he's the even when I was a kid, I was always like mesmerized watching Darth Vader. Yeah, do his and I thing. and and like paying attention this time around, it's like I didn't remember. Like I didn't remember where it was. Darth Vader goes, oh, there's they're they're gonna go look for a friendly planet, so let's find yeah. whatever. And and then you know Han being like, oh, I know a guy that's close by, and that's how Darth Vader ends I up. I know. So it's like, it, but it doesn't give it and away. He's just sitting at that table. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I still get worked up when I the first time. <laughs> Cause, cause I feel for Han. It's like you, yeah, for fucker. sure, gonna, and it's your friend. Fuck I, you, Lando. I have no, I have no logical reason for this, but the guy with the Beats by Dre on his head, the ball guy that like Lando's like number Bobo? two. Yeah, what, his, you know, not oh, Bubba Fett. Yeah, no, not Bubba Fett. No, like no, Lando's no. like number two. The guy, ball. not Beats by Dre. Has, just like, give it better. <laughs> he's got like buns on the side. Yeah, I know. I you're fucking hate about. that guy for no reason. He just like looking, at, <laughs> just looking like a fucking asshole. Uh, like, like it's too, like Boba Fett like does nothing, but he yeah. everybody like they've created this whole true like, yeah. thing. He around doesn't him. do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. There's, it, what's really funny is if you watch some of like the really uh, important iconic clip uh, clips of mm-hmm. Empire without the sound on, Darth Vader comes across very differently because he just the gestures that he makes. He talks with his hands a lot, so it doesn't come across as intimidating so much as like very like. Bleh. Whatever. Oh wow! I've never oh, done it's, that. It's hilarious. It's one of my favorite things to do when I'm high. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. Yeah. I gotta so, try that. Because well, the movie, I mean, the movie is is well made. Like the music really sells oh, what's yeah. going on. Like it, there's a lot of it. Like looks really beautiful. Yeah. Like a lot of the shots inside, like the Millennium Falcon and stuff. Like oh, I, yeah. I was actually surprised at how well that's how good that stuff looks. Yeah. That was like because it was. It was just past. There's like there's movies from the mid and early seventies that everybody was high when they were making the movies. Yeah, and a lot of those movies look like shit. Mm-hmm. This was like just yeah. past that where like it, it everything looks really beautiful. Yeah, and I think more than anything, like that's what holds up. Yeah, like for a movie to still be like watchable this many years later. Oh, for sure. If you can still tell the story by just looking at the images and it doesn't look dated. Yeah, like it, the those what are those uh, those walking the, the things? At, at the walkers. AT? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, I love what are them. They those look great. At, at walkers. Oh, okay. It's AT dash AT, and they're they're just mini. Uh, they're miniatures. Yeah, well, right. They did they a lot. Were, they they did a lot of filming. different stuff. Yeah, they did. What, what is that called again? When you stop motion, stop motion, yeah. and and when, have you ever seen the making of Star Wars? Like no. I don't, I can't remember where I've seen this. It might have been for some reason. I'm thinking it's like an MTV documentary from a while. I don't know, but it was something where they were showing how they actually shot that snow scene and everything with yeah. the guy. And they're tiny. They're like Legos. Yeah. They're like they made Legos basically. Yeah. That move. They yeah. Did, they did. Like, they're so small. They did every trick. Imagine. Yeah, and they, it really like you don't even to this day. You're like that doesn't look like a miniature like yeah. piece of shit. I noticed yeah. there's a because you know because uh, like R two D two is like the number two in the in the plane with uh, I don't even what we call it, like the co pilot with, yeah. with sure. Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a shot where it cuts to. R2-D2 in the back and the plane is taking off but they don't show you the whole plane and they don't show you the plane taking off you, it just cuts to and it's like what a smart way for like a low budget you're telling the audience this is a real fighter plane and yeah. it's, and the the robot is is that all you see is like mm-hmm. the little piece of it is flying is is it helping fly it's like when you have no money and you don't have access to that, you you have to find creative ways to come up with this. Well, stuff. they had money, but no, but, but, uh, but, but not enough money to actually, or not, it just wasn't possible. Yeah, to the, actually yeah the money do, wouldn't have done them any good to do anything else. Yeah, but even, like yeah. I, I think like they, they didn't have CGI, so they had to be creative. Uh, which David is cool. Fincher, I, I think, worked on this movie as like a model 
maker. He was like that's awesome. Early on, and I'm not surprised at that. And I yeah. believe James Cameron yes. was doing yes. stuff too. He did. Like, mm-hmm. He did. He made the Millennium Falcon. Uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody that we know made the Millennium this, Falcon. That's another cool thing about yeah. like this time, this time in Hollywood is that like th- this was like an apprentice time yeah, yeah. it was like because the people in charge were kids you know what i mean like yeah. coppola and lucas and spielberg were only a couple years away from being kids and they all had this initial success mm-hmm. and it made it, they gave them the keys of the kingdom basically yeah, they're like all absolutely. right do it do whatever you want yeah. Yeah. so they got to make really creative stuff for a lot of money mm-hmm. and it never happened again because then they all blew it yeah. yeah, they all just they literally they li- like. There's a great book called uh, "Easy Riders and Raging Bulls," and it's mm-hmm. about this time in Hollywood. And literally, it was like it was that first generation that went to film school. So it was like the UCLA, and because there was no such thing yeah. as like film school before this. So it was like that, like mid '60s to like early '70s, first generation of people like majoring in film. And they all came out, like, they all made some low-budget creative, mm-hmm. like, you know, George Lucas made the movie THX 1138, which he named his company after, right. which is a really cool, if you ever see it, it's a really cool, low-budget... Shit name, Jesus. Yeah, uh, that's it's about... worst name of all never time. It's about, it, that. It's, no. about it, it's about a dystopian future where uh, uh, everybody's, uh, every, there's just asexual reproduction, and, like, there's, like, o- overlords, like, running society, <laughs> and, a, and, yeah. and one, of, one of the people becomes pregnant. Keep so going. it's it's a it's a very young Robert Duvall who then also becomes in the orbit with Coppola yeah. and all these guys from this, and this woman that are like on the run. It's so it's like a sci like a super cheap sci fi movie, but yeah. that was basically like his student film, and that mm. movie is what allowed him to have a career. So they all made these like cheap, yeah. interesting, basically student films, and then they were like, here you go, here's a bunch of money, and they all did like one other great thing. And then, I mean, Spielberg is the only one, I think, that didn't fucking bankrupt everybody. Because like, he, he just, every movie he made was a blockbuster, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such an interesting period because then they, the next generation of filmmakers were like working on those, on those movies. Yeah. And they also like, you know, like Alec Guinness. Like that was a guy who was like a famous actor from the 50s and 60s. And here you have him as the old man in, in basically like a kid's movie. Which I'm sure at the time he was probably not Sorry, happy. Sorry, who did he play? Uh, he played, oh, that's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. That's his name? Oh, I never knew his name. He was like a major, major British actor. Hot old guy. He Very interesting right? actor. Very... I think he's kind of cute. Never thought about it. I, uh, again, really? <laughs> again, to me, he, <laughs> he's like a cute guy, but he, he's like in his 70s. He was always uh, a ghost to me because I saw Empire. Right, right, he looks right, considerably right. younger than 70, I'll say that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a man who took or care like, of Especially in 1980s, 70. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah for, before Kale, especially for British right. actors. Oh, before Kale, how about when they were drinking and smoking yes, all day, every yeah. day? We no were watching sunscreen. North. Yeah. We were watching North by Northwest. Uh, that was our last episode, yeah. and I was watching. And I remember at one point the character they they like reveal like what age she is and what age he must be. Yeah, and he's uh, who's a Cary Grant. And yes. he's supposed to be playing like a, like a like a guy who's like I don't know like in his early thirties, and he looks like he's in his si- like fifties, yeah. yeah. legit. And the woman is like I'm twenty six, and she looks like she's in her forties, and, and she's she's um, beautiful. But what's like, her name? Um, Ave Marie Saint. She's still alive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's been a star she, since she the fifties. Oh, she beautiful. Was, well, yeah. she still. was gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first time watching the movie uh, last week, but. But God, I was laughing so hard, going like this. This passed for like late twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Cary Grant famously retired from the movies because he's like they keep pairing me up with twenty five year olds, yeah, and I'm yeah. sixty five. Like, so he, old. He like yeah. he had the integrity to be like, this is gross. This I don't want to do this anymore. It, I mean, I was watching it. It was like so unnatural. And literally, the woman who plays his mother in the movie is like four years older than him in real life. Yeah, yeah. 
They try and do that all the time still. Different yeah. time. Different yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what else? I mean, I'm curious what else you guys loved about this movie or didn't like about it or what you, what you think doesn't hold up. I or think a- that I like out of all the Star Wars clusters of movies. So you have these, the four, five, six, you have one, two, three, and then you have the ones they're doing now. These are my favorite. Even yeah. and I and like you said earlier, I I saw four, five, and six, and one, two, and three pretty much at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't watching same. Star Wars at four years right. old, so I was watching Star Wars at you know eight, nine, ten years old, and that's about when Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. So to me, the these were still even though they were outdated, you know, slightly with the effects and stuff. These were always my favorite, and this is probably my favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them uh so to me i i, uh, I i've probably seen this one the most too i think this is clearly the best it is yeah. it's the best yeah and this like and and, and the one after this return of the jedi uh, the the end battle's great and everything uh but a lot of that is not great jedi i'm not is a big cool. ewok guy the, like, the the first 15 minutes of jedi are amazing. I'm not a big yeah ewok yeah. Guy. yeah there's people who are i'm an ewok, ewok, I'm an ewok guy. See, yeah I'm like ewok this guy, guy right here <laughs> well there was like that. there was like an it's ewok if you like t- shih tzus or you don't like shih tzus yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh they, we had a shih tzu that looked like an ewok they look like are they oh, those little yorkie so things cute. Yeah. They're they're so cute did you have adorable. a shih tzu or? My, no but my mom has one now and they're oh they're we had such one ugly dog yeah no but they're like i love we had a shih tzu that my my parents gave my parents gave him away and i was never a small dog guy yeah and they got him after i was already grown up yeah, and I same. loved it. I said I I would have traded either one of my brothers to have this dog growing up. Yeah, like, I loved him so much. Sweet, sweet dogs, but oh, they are nice. so ugly. Yeah, they are gross. <laughs> and because but my so my mom lives in Texas, so their hair has to be very short. They oh, he, look he, he, like yeah. big ferrets. Oh yeah, gross. yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, dog yeah. faces. That's so funny. It's awful. <laughs> uh yeah no I think Empire is clearly the best yeah. uh Star Wars. So that's my, that's and this and this is the movie that makes all the other Star Wars possible because if they get this yeah. movie wrong, yeah. there's no Star Wars phenomenon. Right. They, they stop making the movies after this because there's there's definitely been movies where they thought there was going to be oh yeah sequels and where they're like nope that didn't work yeah so like if they get Empire wrong like it's over like there's yeah. no I, more I will say that I think the three of us were none of us are like Star Wars nerds to the no. point where like some people get crazy about it oh yeah so i know that there's probably people listening who are like freaking out over stuff that we might yes. get, might have gotten wrong or something nerds. well you can write in or whatever oh, uh, but you, you can Peter's. write into this show do not bother me i will block you <laughs> send dms to alicia's instagram account yeah. P- peter is uh learning how to respond to our dms oh. we we discovered on the last episode he didn't know how to log back into our instagram dude i have a f- and so we're talking these fans talking to us and peter just didn't even know. I have a friend from high school who I haven't talked to since high school, and he, I, I put up a like, which movie should we do next? And he responded, and I didn't know for three months because I don't look at the Instagram. And I was like, oh shit! I was like, oh shit! You listen? To-? He goes, yeah, I've been subscribing since the beginning. I've listened to almost every episode. I was like, that's. I wish I was better at Thank this. <laughs> yeah, you're not good with technology. No, that's no, like no. a big not understatement. Not at all. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, listeners, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, we're doing Midnight Run. Somebody suggested we do Midnight Run. And, and we're doing we it. are doing it just by happenstance uh, next week with Gino Bisconti. So that's, about, that's fun. another fucking amazing movie. Yeah. And then we're going to get back on Compound Media for Morning and um, we'll try and get it in hot water. I think yep. Morning's a good format because they'll actually let us talk. In Hot Water's a crazy show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Hot Water's g- not an interview program. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, barely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had so much fun on In Hot Water, though. Those guys are great. Um, yeah, uh, so I don't know. Uh, 
did you have anything you wanted to plug or something? This is probably coming out this week. So if you have dates or um, I'll be on a show. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I've got shows. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know where they are. I'll, I'll pull up mine real my quick. Calendar. I got mine. I was doing it earlier. We'll, we'll also put like your whatever social media stuff. Oh, you of want. course. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah all that. Just um, that. Just I, so I will. Uh, I don't even know what that. That just says weed show. I'm doing a weed show August 22nd. I don't know That's where it fun. is. We'll figure that out. Uh, August 24th that weekend. Uh, so the 23rd and the 24th, I'm going to be at Atlantic City Comedy Club doing shows uh, with my buddy Ben DeMarco down there. I think I'm featuring. I don't know. Uh, tomorrow, I, so is this coming out? Do, Peter, do you think you'll be able to write a description tonight? Yeah, yeah let's put it yeah? out. Yeah? All right, so we'll put it out. So uh, Friday, August 2nd. So probably if you're listening to this today, uh, I'll be at Black Cat in the Lower East Side on the 8 p.m. show. Uh, it's, a, it's a great show. It's on Rivington Street. It's got like comedy seller lineups. The lineups are great, so please come through. Uh, it's a free show, too. Um, and then... Uh, I do have something else, but I'm forgetting it right now. Peter, what do you got? Uh, I said this last time too. I just I have uh, I'm working on producing a show in Jersey, which I don't have all the details oh, yeah, yet. Yeah. That'll be in September and October. So when I have more details, do you know that, where in Jersey that is? Uh, I do, but I don't want to say the venue yet because it's still, oh okay. It's I was still, talking about region, but whatever. Uh, it's just Central Jersey. Jersey's, cool. Jersey's not that big. I know. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. So tight, it's a tight, good opportunity tight. to produce a show again yeah so and again we'll, we're gonna get on compound media again so look out for that guys yeah yeah oh and aggressively chill sorry aggressively chill that's the show monthly show that i run with uh dean david and courtney reynolds peter just did it last we night did it last night he had a fun time uh we had fun last night thanks for coming out if you came out it's at uh we're calling it the vegan food court now it used to be the v spot which a, is a such a better name and i hate this vegan food court name you're not a food court you're one place i don't understand but i think they partnered up with other like I think they have oh, they multiple did? menus in there now. Like, so oh, they have like they brought why? they brought other people in that like oh, that makes sense. One, Sorry, Alex. Like Carpani. there's different groups. <laughs> I actually I actually I noticed that there was like V Spot T-shirts for sale. Yeah, they're so confused. So I put on Facebook today. I was like, hey guys, I I, I have some vegan. I have some V Spot T-shirts if you guys want some merch to sell. <laughs> and like nobody got the joke. Right. <laughs> it's such a shitty joke. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> you're the worst. With somebody somebody media. wrote me today like, what do you mean? And I and, and I DM'd them like, oh, it, it was a joke about how it's not the v-spot anymore oh, but they're still so selling funny. v-spot t-shirts and i'm like the, no one no response <laughs> i'm like i think it's over everybody said yeah i think it's it, the worst uh, response to a joke is a dm offline what do you mean it's <laughs> <laughs> probably the worst uh, yeah um but yeah no we had fun we did new jokes last night and, and it was great i talked about mass shootings and garlic festivals and i like the new bits so we're having fun we're doing it did i give you enough time to figure out your plugs or yeah are we, oh. i well i i just in general i run a monthly show as well nice. called comedy ugly it's a strip show whoa stand-up show it's very fun you guys should i would love to come you yeah ha- you have Hell to yeah. strip while you're on stage yep I want to come I hang. Know. I Hell might. Yeah. I, I might be know. down to strip if you have. I don't me. know. How it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's whatever you feel comfortable with. So if you get on stage, you want to take off a shoe and three socks or however you want to do but it. But do you get people that go full on? Yes. Oh, really? Sure. And men? they are always men. It, really? Oh, the women sure. don't do it? Come on. No, we've definitely had, I think we've had three full penises. Whoa. Full, full, penises. Penises. full penises. And I think maybe two nipples. 
Oh, oh, that's it. Two so total nipples? The, two yeah, sets two of nipples. Full, no. Two what? total nips? One nip at a One time? One set of nipples. Oh, my God. Who was two it? Can we get full, a shout out? No. Oh, okay. It was Irene. She talks about it, so it's fine. Oh, Irene. Uh, um, uh, which one? Don't. I mean, maybe she doesn't want you she to announce about it. Irene Farrow. Yeah, she talks about yeah, it. Yeah, I know Irene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's oh. hilarious. And she's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't plug our friend who's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, strip show. Do you host it? Yeah, me and Marissa Riley. Do you okay, know I don't know Marissa. No, she is also very funny. Is she New York? She's the city. Yeah. Okay, New York, but she's from Austin. We went to the same cool. school. But nice. We Where do you do it? Each other. Um, Easy Lover in Brooklyn. Okay, mm-hmm. what it's part of Brooklyn? right off the L? Okay, right off the L, Which the third stop? stop into the into Brooklyn. So you're not even that far into Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what I stop is that? That's uh, Lorimer, uh, or is it one no, after? Yeah, the one after Lorimer, Grand, Grand or Graham. Street. I always keep Graham Street. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's either Grand or Graham, whichever one comes. And it's first. called Easy Lover. Easy is Lover the bar? is the bar. Nice. And yeah. when do you do those? Um, so I don't have my September date yet, which is yeah, why. Honestly, I don't yeah. have my aggressively chill date yet. But it's usually the last week of the month, Wednesdays at seven. But do you guys have a specific day it's of the week? It's usually towards the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. an August date or are you not doing August? No, um, Marissa's back home. Okay. So she'll be on vacation at that time. All right. Well, yeah, September, yeah. I'm going to come hang. It's so, so fun. This sounds fun. You should fun. come. It's yes. so fun. Is it it's all comics fun. or do you do like variety with the... Because I have another we do, friend. We do stand-ups. All yeah. stand-up, yeah. Because I do... I, I have um, a friend. I don't know if you know Karen Fian. She's a comedian. Uh, she's very funny. And she has... Um, uh, a strip show, but it's like half burlesque performers, oh, and then and then half half comics. Do the comics strip as well? Yes, it's called Stand Up and Take Your Clothes Off. It's a, actually it's it's a great show, uh, and um, yeah, I, I I think it's all female. I think it's all oh. female. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I think they've had some. I mean, they definitely had some drag people yeah, on yeah, there, yeah. and I don't think it's only always all female. But from what I could tell from the Instagram, it's usually mostly girls. Anyway, it's yeah. It, it, I don't think it's like full nudity either, but it's such a fun idea. And it's so fun. Yeah, it's yeah. such a fun show. Yeah, I'm sure. It sounds great. Um, so fun. I wish we had like a, like a nice gimmick at our show. We just, <laughs> we just do comedy and it's, you know, sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes it's great. Sometimes we bomb. I feel exposed <laughs> enough when I'm just up there just talking, telling jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle. I could, I could, I could, I, I don't know. It. I could do you it. You can I handle think. it. Yeah. I couldn't go. I don't think I could. I don't know. Would you I do did. full naked ever? No. I, I, yeah. I will not. I I oh, you wouldn't, and you no. host the strip show, and it's my show. In college, <laughs> I had. We I had will a, do. How I far want. would you go? What? I think the most I've done is like I usually. You can see my bra, and sometimes okay. I wear a sheer bra, but I'm not taking tasteful, off the bra. Very yeah. tasteful. And if I do, I, I'll do either bra or panties, not both. Not both I'm at not the same go. time. What are, what are we crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's cool. No, no. Uh, how long have you been running it, by the way? Is it... About a year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's so fun. It's super fun. You know, I, I've never run a show in Brooklyn. I feel like that's such a scene. It's you know, so to run fun a Brooklyn out there. Show. I don't yeah. Everybody's like, out to have fun. Yeah, I don't like to leave the island, but I will leave the that's island fair. in Manhattan for, yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah. No, I love getting, you know, the I get... I got to hang out in Brooklyn more because I do get booked sometimes in Brooklyn, but it's very like few and far between. Uh, but I, I, I actually, you know, some people say, oh, PC audiences, whatever. But for the most part, if, if you're funny, I mean, you're going to do fine in yeah. Brooklyn. But yeah, whatever. I almost find that the comics in Brooklyn are a little bit smarter when it comes to PC than the actual audience members. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. sure. Definitely. The yeah. Brooklyn comics are like kind of the people leading that whole like yeah yeah like, yeah whatever you want to call it yeah 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 i think the comics and the mics there are like 
basically a political conversation like it's it's it is what it is uh the creek as well is like that um in in long island city so yeah it's i, I don't know we're getting off on a tangent here but the pockets <laughs> of new york comedy it's, it's all over the place tipsy topsy world all um, right well yeah. thank you for doing this thank this you so much great. this was great yeah, this is so um fun. yeah well like i said we'll plug your stuff on uh hell yeah on the thank description you. but yeah. um for for everybody, this has been another episode of Kill You Last. May the force be with you. Is that a cheesy way May to sign up? May the force be with you. That's mm. a really cheesy and way to sign up. And also with you. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Go in peace, my friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.